This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Alrighty, hello, hello, and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the show where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. And to make this happen for you, the first step is just shifting your focus from making piles of money to creating streams of money. That's where it begins. And you only have to do that one time. Just do it one time, embrace it, follow it up with action, and your escape from the rat race is going to move at least 10 times faster than those that choose the alternate path. And just to clarify, this is not get rich quick. That's not what we're about here. But it is get rich quicker and getting rich permanently. And to get started down that path or restarted, I've created a free course just for you. Go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com and you'll get a crash course there on on how to find deals and the two quickest and easiest strategies to a paycheck in real estate. And then just stay tuned here each and every week and I'll and I'll show you how to put that paycheck to work for you in a way that it works harder for you than you did for it. Deal? Alrighty, so picking up from where we left off last week in, in turning you into a badass real estate investor. I, I said we we're going to work on building your lead machine this week, right? And I've got a slight change of plans, slight change of plans. And here's why, you know, you've heard me say multiple times on the show to travel as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further, right? Absolutely true. And you've heard me quote Dr. Martin Luther King many times that you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step of which that is true as well. And it is the fastest path to getting anywhere. Just get started, just go and make adjustments along the way because you know, you just, you can't steer a parked car. I've said that a few times here as well. And this way, this is the way that it works for me in just about everything I I tackle in life. And and this is the way it will work for you as well. But over the years, I've I've got some non-believers out there. I've got some people that are hesitant and a little bit skeptical, a little bit nervous, maybe even a little bit fearful of even taking that first step. And so there are some out there, maybe even many. So so the change in plans for today's episode comes from this idea that that over the last eight years of this show, and thank you so much, we would not have been here for eight years if it wasn't for you and, and sharing this show with your friends and, and your family, your network. Um, but over the last eight years, I've, I've never really strayed from the philosophy of moving at the speed of instruction. That's the quickest way to get anywhere. You just got to move at the speed of instruction. As soon as you learn something, boom, take action. And then travel as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further. The more action you take, the more distance you travel, the more wise and, and smart you come, become about uh, what you're after. And you see further at that point. And I've helped countless people reach their real estate investing goals. And, and I've been sharing a lot of those stories and case studies here on the show recently. So I know it works because I've got a lot of proof, a lot of evidence, and it's starting to really stack up. But does it work for everybody? You know, some people, they're just, they're just wired differently. And, and that's okay. So for those that need to see the entire staircase before taking the first step, this change in plans, this is for you. This is actually uh, is for everybody interested in getting some quick results, right? Um, and if, if I'm sounding differently, I forgot to even mention this. I'm on the road. I'm traveling this in my in my room, my hotel room. So uh, we'll be back. I'll be back in the studio next week, and hopefully this is clear enough and everything sounds good. But uh, today's show is really really important. This is really for everybody that just kind of needs to see the whole picture before they get started. And I understand that. Um, so. When we laid out the big plan, the bid, uh, the badass investor plan that we did that a couple weeks ago, I gave you the nine profit accelerators, and you're going to need all nine of those to be a badass. But I'm going to go over the three that'll get you the results the fastest. Okay, 
we're gonna give uh, we're gonna go over to one know your exit two get leads three control those leads you need all nine but if I could give you some sort of shortcut to to get you traction quickly these would be the three okay and we'll, we'll cover number one today know your exit and out of the three flip hold and finance those are the three profit accelerators of the exit component flip hold and finance it's the flip that can get you traction the fastest. So we're gonna cover five things today about the flip. We're gonna cover one, uh, calculating your equity, how much actually is there. Two, knowing your customer and what do they want. Three, positioning accordingly, position accordingly. Four is to promote, to promote, to promote. And number five is control the customer, okay? So today I'm gonna help you get it. I'm gonna help you quote unquote get it. If we are at the Epic Intensive, we'd get it done. But uh, we've got limited time today, as well as there's only so much we can cover and and do and accomplish in this type of format. So, it's, you know, it's really what's why attending the Epic Intensive is so important because we're, we're there live. We're working together. We're side by side and we're getting it done. But at the very least today, I'm going to help you at least get it. OK, so let's get into it. Deal. All right. So it seems, you know, everybody's flipping properties right now. Right. It seems that way. Sure. People are they're, they're posting pictures of their their checks on Facebook. Uh, it's fun to do that. I encourage it actually. I think it's a it's really good to reinforce your own belief and confidence, and I think it does a great service to those, you know, gives hope to those that are trying to do the same. It gives them real world evidence that what they're doing is real and it works. And more TV shows uh, coming out on, on the flipping subject, and you know, and. and be, uh, novice investors are getting into this and they're having some success and you know it definitely works but the truth of the matter is 97% of flippers they struggle 97% of while only 3% really crush it really make something of themselves and, and create a really good income and create a business and and create some longevity out of it but only 3% so why is that is this 3% are they, are they more experienced do they work harder are they smarter more talented are they gifted no, none of the above. The, the only difference between the 3% that are crushing it and the 97% that's struggling is that the 3%, they know how to market. That's the difference. They know how to market. They understand to, to flip properties. It's not so much the investing business as it is the marketing business. So today I'm going to show you how to market to flip properties. So as I mentioned, there, there are five things that we need to cover. And once you've got a, uh, once you've got a property under contract, and you've decided that you want to flip it, you're gonna to wanna to be able to, one, calculate the equity, two, you gotta know your customer, three, you gotta position accordingly, four, you gotta promote, and five, you gotta control the customer. All right, so just kinda of think out of those, out of those five, which one of those do you need most and why? Is it calculating the equity, how to do that, or how to know your customer, where to find your customer, knowing what they want, or positioning your, your flip accordingly and properly inside of the market, or is promotion your, your point that you need the most, or you have difficulty getting control of your customer. All right, so which one of those do you need most and why? Think about that, okay? So let's talk about point one. Evaluate the equity, evaluate the equity. Now equity, that's the difference between what you have it under contract for and what you can sell it for. Equity is, your, is the potential profit, okay? What you, gotta, what you have it under contract for and what you can sell it for. And you'll want to decide how much of that profit you are willing to give up in order to get the balance of that equity, the balance of that profit, in the time that you need it. Okay? So, for example, if you need money fast, okay, then that's going to change. Sometimes you'll need it fast. Sometimes you can take your time because you don't need it right away. 
But it, just let's, let's just say if, if you need the money fast because you've got your next marketing campaign, you got to fund that, or or you've got to meet payroll, or you got to pay rent, or or in most cases you don't have the money, or you don't want to use your money to close the deal, and the timer on your contract is running, so you got to do this fast. I mean, these these could all be reasons for needing money fast, and the and the more meat on the bone that you leave on your deal, the more equity that you're willing to share, the faster you should be able to find a buyer and close someone to flip the property to. And if you don't need the money fast, for example, and you want to go for maximum profit, meaning you don't want to share any of the equity, you want it all for yourself, and as much of it as you can get, you can close on the property, you can fix it up, you can increase the square footage, you can change its use, you know, whatever you think that will push the value of the property to its maximum, and then you can just wait until you get it. So those are really the two extreme sides of the spectrum of getting uh, fast money versus slow money, and then you got everything in between. So, so that's point one, calculating the equity and then deciding on how much of it you're willing to give away based on how quickly you need to profit, how quickly you need to get paid. Okay. Point two, you got to know your customer and you got to know what they want. The, the only way to really get what you want, I shouldn't even say really, I think this is very true. The only way to get what you want is to give enough people what they want. It's a basic premise of getting rich, made famous by, by Zig Ziglar. I don't know if he was the originator of it, but he certainly made it popular. Now, after calculating the equity, you should have a good idea as to who your customer will be. For example, if you need fast money again, and you're willing to sacrifice some of your equity to get it, your most likely customer is going to be another investor, and likely a cash-buying investor for the fastest close. And in most circles, that's referred to as wholesaling. Okay, And on the other end of the spectrum, after you've fixed the property all up and maybe added some square footage, your most likely customer would probably be a resident owner, someone that's actually going to purchase the property and make it their home. And, and there's everything there in between and, and frequently dictated by the marketing conditions or the market conditions. But your, but your customer could be a buy and hold investor, could be a resident owner that wants to fix it, fix it up themselves. Um, the point being that there are different types of customers that want different things and you have to know who they are and what they want before you can market to them. Okay. So that's point two, know your customer. Point three, you have to position accordingly. Once you know your customer, you want to position the property within the market so that it will be the most attractive to your customer. You want it to catch their eye and, and catch their eye first. So again, uh, different things are going to attract different people, different customers. So the, if your customer is going to be an investor because you want the money fast, um, what does the investor want? You have to decide on what the investor wants. Overall, the investor, they want ROI. They're in this to make money. So they want a return on investment. But specifically, mostly they're looking for a deal. Uh, they want equity. They want a low price. And they want the lowest price. So look at your competition in the market. What properties for sale are similar to yours? Look at what's, excuse me, what's similar to yours and where are they priced? And then you want to position yourself at the bottom of the price range or even position your property to be the lowest price in the market. Be the best deal in the market at the time. At that time, you want to be the best deal in the market. Now, many people, they get scared of this positioning strategy because they confuse underpricing with underselling. They confuse underpricing with underselling. I mean, I didn't say to let it go at the as the cheapest price in the property, 
but rather are in the market. You don't want to be the cheapest property in the market. You don't not, I'm not saying sell it as the the cheapest property in the market, but rather be the lowest price in the market. Because just because you price it low doesn't mean you have to sell it low. See, it's that low price that's going to get all eyes on your property and all the eyes first. And as a marketer, that's what you want. That's the objective. You want to get maximum number of eyes and you want to get those eyes quickly. So you want maximum exposure. And positioning it is positioning it this way is it's the first step to actually getting that maximum exposure. It's just the first step, but it works really well and it, it accomplishes a lot. So and what, what we're gonna focus about exposure. You hear me talk about exposure because there's a, a basic marketing premise that exposure creates demand and demand drives value. So if you get a lot of eyes looking at your property, that creates the demand. And then when demand goes up, what happens to the price? Yeah, the, the price goes up as well. And, and there's really not much difference here if your customer is going to be a, a resident owner. They like deals too, okay? So positioning this way for pretty much all your customers is, is, a, is a solid strategy. So that's point three, position your, market, or your property to be the most attractive in the market. And because all of your customers will be human, all humans like a deal. So position your property as a deal. And it's being a low or the lowest price that's going to accomplish that for you in the market. Okay? All right. So that's uh, point three. Point four. You got to promote. You got to promote, promote, promote. This is like where the marketing really happens. Uh, so you're now positioned correctly. Now it's time to promote the property. Again, we'll, we'll return back to focusing on what it is that your customer wants. I mean, um, it, this it's it's such a thing that you have to have at the front of your mind at all times. What do they really want? Not what you want, because people get confused, they get desperate, they they get sloppy, and they start focusing more on what they want, and then all of a sudden they don't attract the the, the customer that they're looking for. So um, the customer, if you give them what they want, they're going to give you what you want, right? So what does a, an investor buyer want? They want a deal. They want equity. They want an opportunity. They really love it when they feel like they got a steal. So give them what they want in your promotions. You know, investor gives up. Pick up where I left off, 40% below market. That might be a really good headline for your, for your marketing. See, you're promoting opportunity. The investor gave up. You're promoting equity, 40% below market. And you're promoting a steal. Like, pick up where I left off. You get to, to pick up right here. I did half the work, and you can just steal this from me and make a bunch of money. Right? So that's an idea what, uh, of what a headline might look for your marketing. You're giving them what they want in your headline. So what does a buy and hold customer want? A buy and hold customer, what are they? They're going to buy the property and they're going to hold it, right? For income. They want ROI. They want stability. They want cash flow. They want leverage. So give it to them in your promotions. You know, 15% cash on cash return. Tenants and property management in place. Easy financing in place. So it it's all that stuff is covered. You got the 15% cash on cash return. They got the ROI. You see the tenants and the property management already in place. They're going to start getting their ROI from day one, and it's probably a stable, uh, stable investment because the property management is already there. And we got easy financing in place. And if you don't have, if you're not going to finance it yourself, then you just connect them with, with the mortgage broker that's on your team. Okay, just put the financing in place so it's quick and easy for them. But that's what's going to attract. That's marketing. That's attracting your right customer. Now, if your customer is a resident owner, they're going to live in the property. What do they want? Right? They want comfort. They want clean. They want safe. Um, sometimes they want luxury. They want convenience. Sometimes they want status. So give it to them in your promotions. What I see a lot of people do is they take what um, the resident owner wants and they put that in their marketing to the investor. 
like cute little house um, in a in a great neighborhood. That's and they're marketing that to investors. That's not what investors want. They want opportunity. They want a deal. They want equity. They want to steal. You're, the person that's going to live in the property, they want the cute little house in a great neighborhood. Got it? So make sure that you've got your, your message is what your customer actually wants, that you're promoting the right message to the right people. Okay, so that's the essence of creating your promotional message. Nothing more than focusing on giving your customer what they want. Now, you want to broadcast your message. You want it everywhere. You want to achieve maximum exposure. And to do that here at Epic, we created a 20-point marketing checklist, a 20-point marketing checklist, because basically every time we get a property under contract, we pull out the list. Actually, our virtual assistant pulls out the list, and she starts from the top of that checklist and just kind of works her way all the way down one step at a time. And once she gets to the bottom, the 20th point, we have achieved maximum exposure. And so we just do that every time so we never miss anything. We know we always get maximum exposure with every property we get under contract. And if you'd like to get a copy of that checklist, you can. You can grab it at epicmarketingchecklist.com. Epicmarketingchecklist.com. Go there and, and you can download it for free. So that's point four. You got to promote, promote, promote. Okay, so point five. You got to control the customer. Control the customer. So now that you're positioned correctly and your promotions have achieved maximum exposure, your phone's going to start ringing. Your inbox is going to start filling up. So you're going to have to actually talk to people, right? So, so what do you do now? Well, you have to take charge. So important. Understand that, that you have the deal. You are in control. So recognize that and seize it. Take charge. you got all the power. It's much more difficult to find the deal than it is to find the money. That's why all of these people with the money, that's why they're calling you. Because you've got the hard part done. You are in control. you got what they want. Okay, so when they call, take control, create urgency, let them know they have competition, but not so much that they get discouraged and disappear. Give them hope. Let them know you're you're fair and, and you don't play games that uh, that that's going to give them hope and they'll think they, they have a chance at getting your deal. So they're going to take the appropriate actions when you tell them what to do. And that would be the final step is, is taking charge. Tell them what to do. Um, for them to get your deal like coach them up let them know this is how you can get this deal this is how you put an offer together like this and you get it to me here and you and you send it right away and you could probably get this deal like send, give them instructions on how to win you know an example conversation might sound like this as as they're inquiring about the property they might be you know they're hinting about price they're trying to feel it out see what's really here and you know they, they want to know what you'll really take and, and your response would be something to the effect like this is going to be different in every scenario but this is an example. You know, I could say, uh, you know, I'm getting some good inquiries on this property. Uh, I'm going to have, uh, have some more offers coming in very soon. I'm getting a lot of inquiries, a lot of calls. I'm not sure, though, if I'm actually going to get the price that I want. But I am going to be making my decision quickly. So if you send me an offer with your highest and best price, you've got as good a shot as any. Put your offer in writing and email it to me right away. Email it to blah, 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 blah. And something like that. So it covers all of the bases, Right. Um, I'm letting them know they got competition. Hey, I'm getting some good inquiries, right? I'm letting them know that, uh, that there's a lot of competition, but I'm also letting them know I'm probably not going to get my price or it's it um, whatever I'm marketing that property at. That's probably what it's going to be. So it's they've got competition, but it's not being driven up like crazy. But then I also let them know I'm going to be making a decision quickly. So they better take some action because or else they're going to lose this deal. So I'm creating urgency. 
and I let them know if you send me an offer with your highest and best, so I'm telling them to put their highest and best foot forward first, and I let them know that you've got as good of a shot as any. Just put your offer in writing and email it to me. So I want them to send me a purchase agreement. Put your offer in writing on a formal purchase agreement and email it to blah, or fax it to blah, blah, blah. Tell them exactly what to do. So when you do that, you cover all the bases. Because if you don't do that, you're really going to be wasting your time with a bunch of indecisive tire kickers, right? You, you, you have to force them to take action or they're just going to operate on their own time. You got to create urgency. You got to give them hope and you got to tell them what to do. Okay, you know, um, it makes me think of uh, Jeremiah Johnson. You know, when, when we met, his goal was to replace his day job's income and quit. He wanted to quit his day job. And his big problem was his fear of going out on his own and he was really wondering if flipping would work in his market. And he said, how do you flip if you don't have a bunch of buyers, right? You don't have this giant buyers list. And he also wasn't sure if there would even be enough opportunity. Would, would he be able to find enough buyers or money to create a consistent income? That was his big fear. And, and he almost didn't sign up to work with me until our, because uh, of really the expense initially. But then uh, he, was, you know, he was kind of unsure if the epic coaching would even work, let alone if flipping houses in his market would work, or even if he would work. So, so here's what he did. When we met, we, uh, we broke it down to three key areas. We need to market to sellers first, and then let's reverse engineer the amount. So we, yeah, we reversed that, uh, reverse engineer the amount of leads that you need to create and generate the type of income that he was going to need to quit his day job. So we just kind of reversed that, reverse engineered that. And uh, then it was when you get the contract signed from the seller, then we'll need to market for buyers. So I gave him the 20-point marketing checklist to follow up or to follow each time that he got a property under contract. And then the third thing was to just look for the cheapest and fastest money available to get it done. And so, and, you know, in order to start building up some reserves to make his transition from full-time uh, day job to full-time real estate entrepreneur, those were the three basic steps. We're going to go look for sellers. We're going to look for buyers, and then we're going to look for the cheapest money available, and we're going to try and do this quickly and put a bunch of deals under your belt so we can put some reserves in your bank account, and then you can actually make that transition in comfort. And so we put that plan, uh, plan, in, plan in place, and uh, here's what he got. After just a couple of deals under his belt, his confidence literally went through the roof, and then he came to the realization that this day job is costing me money. It's too expensive to stay at my day job. And, and he, he came to the conclusion that I need to quit right now. I need to commit to flipping these properties. And so he did. And that was just about eight months ago. It wasn't that long ago. And I interviewed him recently for Financial Freedom Friday, if you, did, if you caught it. Um, if you didn't, you can listen to his story as told by him, out of his words. And you can do that. That was uh, episode 294. And so he was able to flip 60 properties in his first six months and he ain't looking back now so jeremiah total flipping badass all right so summary to uh flip properties it's really more about marketing than it is investing and the only difference between the 97 percent of the struggling flippers and the three percent that are absolutely crushing it is they know how to market and and how you properly market your flips is one you got to know your equity and how much of it that you're willing to share and that's going to determine the speed of your sale. You have to know your customer, right? You have to know what they want. You have to position the property accordingly within the market. And then you got to promote. You just got to keep on promoting, going over and over and over, promote, promote, promote. And then when those leads come, start coming in, the, the phone calls start coming in from buyers, the in, emails start coming in from buyers, you got to control the customer. You got to control them. You got to um, 
give them hope. You got to tell them exactly what to do and give them instructions on how to actually win. So enough about the case study. How do we turn you into a badass case study, right? So you've got a couple of options. You can continue to listen to the podcast, do what you're already doing, and do your best just to piece it all together. This approach certainly works. Mr. Ryan Bagley, that's exactly what he did. He did it this way. He's been a longtime listener of the show for years and has been able to successfully exit the rat race from what he's learned right here on this show. And I just met him recently. I had no idea how long he'd been listening. I had no idea the action he was taking behind the scenes. And he shared his whole story with me. At the, I think it was in St. Louis, the St. Louis Intensive. And so you can certainly do that. He's been able to do that. And if you're okay with waiting years and going slow, it works. Okay? So if, uh, if you want to go fast, though, like Parker, Corey, Justin, Jill, Josh, so all the different people and case studies I've shared with you on the show recently, you can go to epiccasestudies.com, fill out the application in the same manner that all of the aforementioned names, they did it. You follow in their footsteps. You do what they did in the manner they did it. You're likely to get the same results. So if you go there uh, to epiccasestudies.com, um, let us know that you want to be a badass too, and we can take the next step from there. What I'll do right now is I'll just play you the audio right now from the, the video announcement that I made about this last week so you actually know why the tickets are now good for two people. Hey, Matt here from Epic Real Estate. And, you know, I just totally got called out, of which has resulted in a very special announcement for you. So last night I had dinner with a really good friend and, and a mentor in, in many respects. And, and I told him what I did a couple of days ago and I was seriously shocked at his response. I mean, his mouth just dropped wide open and he totally called me out. It was obvious I did something wrong and he darn near yelled at me to, to go make things right with you. So I'm here to make things right with you, all right? So I don't know if you remember the, the other day, I released a short training video about the three reasons why you will fail as a real estate investor. And the response from you really caught me off guard. I mean, it, it could have been maybe the most feedback I've ever received from such a short little video. I heard from so many different people. And, and, and here's what I said about the three reasons that you're going to fail as a real estate investor. So the first reason is you don't believe that real estate works. And I didn't get a bunch of pushback on that one. I mean, it's pretty common knowledge that, that real estate is the number one wealth builder on the planet. So if you don't believe real estate works, I mean, I've got a long list of stats and names that I could share with you, but probably the simplest and, and most uh, comprehensive stat is per the Department of Health and Human Services that 74% of the wealthiest 1% either made their money or they preserved their money, their, their giant fortunes in real estate. The numbers don't lie. So it was these other two reasons though that generated all of the hoopla. So. The second reason was that you don't believe that you will work. And, and many responses came back to me like, Matt, I thought you were talking directly to me. I just swore you made that video just for me. I mean, the replies were like, you know, it just seems too good to be true. Or I, I tried it before and it didn't work. Or I don't think I have what it takes. And, and various versions of that sentiment. And as I said earlier, hey, if, if you've got a proven badass plan, you've got the proper tools and resources at your disposal and, and multiple channels for support should you ever get stuck, there's no reason why anyone can't be a successful real estate investor. And it's, I mean, it's not rocket science, it's pretty simple. In fact, you know, you and I have likely never met. And I can guarantee that you, you that, that people with far less than this have experienced amazing results. And if you could have that badass plan, the tools, the resources, and, and the support, how could you not make this happen for yourself? I mean, I gotta tell you, we aren't getting any younger. If you're gonna make this happen, I mean, what are you waiting for? Yesterday, you know, you said tomorrow, right? 
The rest, it's up to you. I, I give you everything I've got each and every week here at Epic. Now you've got to bring you to the party. Meet me halfway, we'll do it together, okay? Now, the third reason that you will fail is that you and your spouse aren't on the same page when it comes to finances. You don't have your spouse's support. Your spouse doesn't believe in you, and that's not their fault either. Again, we're getting back to you. The reason you don't have your spouse's support is that there was a moment in your past, perhaps multiple moments, where you gave your word to something, or you made a promise, or a declaration, and you didn't follow through. Now, you might not remember exactly what that was, maybe you do, and maybe your spouse doesn't really recall it either, maybe they do, but it's in their subconscious for sure. And the subconscious, it just doesn't forget. And it's this third reason where the majority of the responses came from, all in the vein of, Matt, you're so right. I've come home with several grand ideas over the years and, and none of them have worked out like I thought. But, but you're right, it wasn't the thing that didn't work. It was me. I didn't follow through. Matt, you hit the nail on the head. Lots of responses like that. And how do I know this about you? Because I've been there, I used to be you. And then many of you asked, so what exactly did you do or what would you say to your spouse to fix this? So I'm gonna tell you not what I would say, but what I did say. This is how I straightened it out and got my spouse back on my side. First, I sat down with her and acknowledged every, everything in every place or in our relationship where I had made a promise and I didn't keep it. I told her that I can see how this might have landed for you and, and the impact that it had on our relationship. And I'm sorry, I apologized. And I told her, I'm aware of it and I'm gonna honor my word with you from this day forward. So I got clear with her, I fessed up, I took responsibility for my contribution to all that mess. And then I made a new promise from a nice, clean, clear space that, that I would honor my word from that day forward. In short, I had to restore my integrity in our relationship because you know, without integrity, nothing works. Life doesn't work for sure. So the second thing I told her, I told her how important our financial future is to me, for us, and that our only way to ever achieve any sort of financial freedom is, is through real estate. And I'm going for it. And I need your support. Do I have it? That's right, I just flat out asked her. She said yes. But that only happened because I got straight with her first. You got that, right? Good. So the third thing I said, I, I, I made a commitment to her and to myself that this time I would not fail. I would follow through. And the fourth thing I did, I started to involve her in everything I was doing. We'd listen to podcasts together. We'd analyze properties together. We'd make decisions together. And, and she really got into it. So much so that she started attending RIA meetings with me and workshops and networking events. She started going to all that stuff with me. And I, I think that was the big shift. And what ultimately created the momentum that we needed was she was getting all of this information firsthand, not indirectly through me. I was no longer the messenger. So we consumed the information together, then we would discuss what we noticed, what we learned, what actions we were gonna take, and, and there was no turning back from that point. And here I am 10 years later showing others how to do the same. So back to the beginning of my story and the big announcement. In the interest of your success, because that's what I am interested in, should support from your spouse be something that may be holding you back? I extended the invitation to he or she and that they could come for free. Essentially, the intensive ticket would be good for two people. And then I subtly mentioned at the end, if you don't have a spouse, go ahead and bring a business partner or bring a friend. And, and this is where my friend at last night's dinner, this is where he totally lost it. This is, this is where he called me out. He said, are you crazy? You mentioned bring a friend just in passing or like right at the end? 
He said, Matt, if you're really interested in people's success, one of the most powerful things you can do for them is to help them create their environment of like-minded people. The people that you surround yourself with will determine your outcome. They say your, your network is gonna determine your net worth. And he said, you have a responsibility to make this a bigger announcement than just mentioning it on a little YouTube video. You're out of integrity with your audience, he told me. So, so first thing tomorrow, you have to restore integrity with your audience. Make the announcement that everybody can bring a friend, a friend, a business partner, or a spouse. Bring somebody. You know, as the saying goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So here goes. Whether you've already purchased your ticket or you're about to, think about who you're going to bring with you. Who are you going to go far in real estate with? It would be a great gift for them, but it would be an equally great gift for yourself. So if you've already purchased a ticket, please send me an email with your guest name to matt at epicrealestate.com and put epic intensive in the subject line. Matt at epicrealestate.com and then put epic intensive in the subject line with your, your guest name and I'll make sure that they get registered. Now, with that said, I might not have room for everybody to bring two people. I'll have to close the doors to registration probably sooner than I thought. I mean, I seriously do have capacity for just a limited number of people. So go to epicintensive.com, submit your registration to reserve your, your two seats, and then start to think about who you're going to bring with you and then call them and give them the great news. Oh, and you two can actually get started together right now because as soon as you register, you get access to my $10,000 in 30 days blueprint. As soon as you register, you'll have immediate access to that and then you can start together right now. All right, so the Epic Intensive, it's quickly approaching. Don't wait, not maybe later, not maybe tomorrow, not someday, not next year, no. We only have control over two moments in our lives. That's here and that's now. So that was the announcement that I made last week. And now let's go ahead and we'll wrap up today's episode. Your options to becoming a badass real estate investor. You can do nothing and continue to listen to the podcast. It'll eventually happen. Or if you want to go fast, go to epiccasestudies.com and apply. All right, so next week, we're going to cover step two of this shortcut, and that's automation, specifically when it comes down to generating leads and managing those leads. God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio.